Hello and welcome to No Easy Games, an alternative guide to world football. We're back, we've lodged our deal sheets and we've managed to complete the transfers that guarantee that we will be able to talk about all quality 19 Premier League sides and Newcastle for the next half an hour or so. I'm Tom O'Brien. And I'm Aaron Gales and I'm looking forward to disputing that, Tom. Do you think we're the worst team in the Premier League? No, I think you're the no. second worst team oh, in the Premier League. Right. Um, well, we'll get we'll get to that. So, of course, weekend Premier League starts. Are you looking forward to it, Tom? First first match tomorrow night, Liverpool versus Norwich. No, not oh, really. No, right. for me, the season goes downhill once I've seen what the new kits are right. and had the all important squad numbers confirmed. Right. Uh, at that point, it's only on field activity, and history has shown that that is not my team's forte. So. I lose interest pretty much once once Wilfred Zaha has scored the winning goal for Crystal Palace <laughs> against Everton this weekend. Yeah. Um, Are you playing Palace this weekend? Yeah, at oh. Selhurst Park. Um, that, that, I mean, that's going to be a great story when he hits the winner, isn't it? Yeah, some talk, he's only been back a week or so because of the Cup of Nations. You'll be desperate to play. Well, yeah, but but then given the fact that there's there's some uh, very respected journalists who've come out and said, um, as, as we're recording this now, it, it's shortly before six o'clock, so we're into uh, uh, injury time on the transfer deadline day, a couple of the deal sheet deals just waiting to go through. Uh, and the Zaha deal didn't happen. Uh, Paul Joyce at the time said that it was never going to happen. Um, Everton haven't been back in for him for over two weeks now. Um, and it's all just been uh, a bit of uh, paper talk. And if that's got Zaha angry, um, who knows if he's going to be in the right frame of mind. It could be that there's a big European club who've been using Everton as a bit of a smokescreen uh, to try and uh, to try and get him out mm. Mm. Uh, as well so it could still be that he's uh, on his way out of the club to uh, to somewhere else um, or not who knows who cares frankly yeah. Um, but yeah it's um, finding it difficult to get excited about it at the moment mm. I mean clearly you can't be looking forward to a second <laughs> no not particularly no I don't think I think there's too much We've, you know, Newcastle have spent some money, but I think... Uh, on dross. But, well, yeah, I mean, it's to be confirmed. But. No, I mean, your strike is awful. <laughs> Joe Linton. Joe Linton. Uh, all one name. Um, no, he hasn't he scored like six goals in a million yeah. appearances. Well, I think it's slightly, slightly better than that. But. And your other striker, of course. Yeah. Uh, I've gone blank. <laughs> Andy Carroll. Andy, oh, Andy Carroll, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of someone else. A yeah. man who's... Uh, a man whose fitness genuinely makes me think I should give it one last go at turning pro. <laughs> no, I think the Andy Carroll deal, I, I don't think there's any massive losers in that transfer. I think it's a heavily incentivised pay-as-you-play contract. Yeah, so. so you won't spend a penny. Yeah, so yeah, so it's, you know, no, no lose, no work. So I don't think there's any losers in that deal, really. If he, if he, you know, if he can keep himself fit, he's a good footballer. Um, Great option to have off the bench, which I think we've lacked really for the last couple of years to have that, you know, someone that, you know, you can just lump on. We're not going to be in the top four. If we need a point or someone, you just start pumping long balls in. You could be an asset, so we'll see. Well, should we start at the top? Should we start at the top of the table? Yeah. Top, where um, neither Everton or New No, it's not our concern. Um, and as you mentioned, the, it, the, the league does kick off at Anfield tomorrow night, uh, Friday night football at Anfield as Liverpool take on Norwich and... If history has shown us anything, it's that uh, former Borussia Dortmund reserve team coaches do not put up much of a fight when they go <laughs> to Anfield. Um, it'd be a gift-wrapped three points for Liverpool mm. um, tomorrow night. But are they uh, genuine title contenders again this season? 
Well, who, well, who did? I mean, obviously, it was a really close run thing last year between Man City and Liverpool, and they were miles ahead. City by ten of everyone points. else. Do you think City by City ten points? Comfortably, do I, I, I don't think. I don't think Liverpool will be able to. And the simple reason for that is when teams don't invest. Mm. They don't kick on. Yeah. And if everyone else is investing and if everyone else is improving and City have brought in two or three players to, to make and Scott Carson to yeah. make that squad stronger. Mm. If you don't do that yourself and Liverpool found that there were there were points last season, they had a, a, a bit of a doldrums um, uh, it was that sort of uh, lucky Origi goal against Everton that really mm. rescued them because they were in mm. a bit of a rough patch mm. there they had a mm. rough patch with a lot of draws in February and March yeah. that squad Possibly. is stretched thin mm. and you think you know City have been very unfortunate Sane's done his anterior uh, cruciate mm. like yeah. mostly him for a year yeah. um, and if you look at um if you look at those uh, Liverpool players, if one of those three front men goes, yeah. they're in a spot of bother. Yeah. I think yeah, I think City will win. I think City will win the league. I think I, I think I agree with you. I think partly because I think Liverpool have been more affected by sort of summer tournaments um, than City have. City had Mares in the I think Cup of Nations quite late, but you know, Salah was there. Mane, who was arguably Liverpool's best player last year, only finished the African Cup of Nations about two weeks ago. But um, it's not like because like, there's um, someone I know was Liverpool was was wanging on about how they're underdogs and everything and hmm. all over again. Their first two games against Norwich and Southampton. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I you can, that, you I can give that. you can give Mane two weeks off and you're not yeah. fussed. Like it's. It was a bit disingenuous when Klopp was complaining about it last week. He yeah. knew what the situation was. He's no one. No, 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 yeah. no, I get that. I get that. But I do think I do think Liverpool are more infected by it than Man City. And which which really makes it strange that they've not. But, you yeah, know, they've lost a striker in, in, yeah. in storage. Go. Yeah, but I think I think Liverpool have got a strong squad. Um, my concern is they may start slowly, and City's level of consistency, like you say, means that they, you know, you pretty much expect City to win every game. My only thing, thinking that it might be closer than 10 points is that I just don't think City's form over the last two seasons is sustainable. No, I don't, but I don't think, comparatively, I wouldn't say that Liverpool's form will be... You know, the, the season that we saw last year with two teams getting the best part of 200 points between them mm. cannot continue. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm saying City by 10 points, City may only, I may say only, yeah. only get 90 points yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I can't see them having another 100-point season or yeah. anything daft like that. But... I do think there's going to be drop off, but then you look beyond those two, and Spurs have done some some okay-ish business today. Yeah. But beyond those two, everyone else is awful in this division. Hmm. Do you like, think? Do you think anyone can get close to those two or not? Spurs are your best bet, I would say. I mean, Arsenal have done decent business in the window. They've done okay business. Yeah. I mean, they they brought Kian and Tierney in, who's uh, by all accounts a very good fullback. Yeah. Um, also, they brought Nicolas Pepe from yeah. France. Interested to see. Yeah. No idea whether he's going to be good or not. Yeah. Um, if he can link up with those two, who've already got a very good understanding up yeah. front, then that could be, you know, the equivalent of Liverpool's front three. But is David Luiz? He's a marginal upgrade at the back. Mm. Is he the defender that they wanted? Mm. Probably not. No. Chelsea haven't been able to do anything. You yeah. know, replacing one of the best ten players in the world in Hazard with. Yeah. An unproven American teenager. 
yeah. is yeah. and a load of players were at Derby last season yeah is, I know I know it's tough and United yeah. um, have probably got a worse midfield than Everton Leicester and Wolves and mm. no and not great at the top really but they've improved their defence hugely I would say you think I mean there'll be more opportunities for Marshall to play through the middle now yeah. that Lukaku's not there um, and then they're like but then it's Marshall and Rashford isn't it there's not further it is there no um, they're talking about Mason Greenwood aren't they but very very inexperienced I mean yeah. it'd be great for them if he, if he can do yeah. that but you know Daniel James will be one of those sort of wide how much he's going to play no one, yeah. no one can tell but I think the th- I think the three players he signed I think he signed three very good players James Wan-Bissaka and Wan-Bissaka yeah. yeah I think he's signed three very good players so I think he's done good business in that sense but you just look when, when they lost that game to Everton 4-0 yeah um, at, uh, Easter Sunday I think it was he came out and said there are players here who won't be here next season yeah and with the exception of Lukaku yeah they all are yeah and, and yeah who, who's going to look at that central midfield pairing which, which the papers are saying is likely to be Matic and McTominay mm. and yeah. say yeah. you know Wolves, midf- Wolves midfield yeah. two is better than them yeah. Everton midfield two is better than you know it, it's you know United could really drop off this season mm. Mm. yeah who do you think who do you think will finish in the top four then behind City and Liverpool uh, you'd think you'd think Spurs would be, would be third yeah. and then look I'm, I'm we haven't kicked the ball yet, so I can say it. Mm. But I think it's one team then out of Chelsea, Arsenal, United, Everton, in my opinion. I think Leicester and Wolves have improved enough, but I think Everton have got more about them to mm. compete for that. I think they're, they're likely to be the top six, top seven mm. this season. Mm. Um, Wolves, I think, will find very quickly that starting competitive football in July... Mm. Yeah. Just kills your season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they will. Um, they've invested strongly as well, but I don't think that they'll break through mm. this year. Mm. I think they'll be looking to have a good run in the Europa League, yeah. probably run out of steam with it, and, yeah. and try and finish top seven, top eight again. Um, I think. I think Everton have got a chance to break into that. Yeah. But I think equally, I started yeah. thinking that when I thought we were going to get centre half. Mm. If you had to say, if you had to say now, those who were saying Spurs have finished third. Yeah, um, I think probably toss up between Arsenal and Chelsea. At yeah, that I think um, I, I think yeah, it is a toss up between them. I think Arsenal might just do it, you know, because I think they were vast. I know they missed out on the top four last year, but they were vastly improved under Emery. From the well, they were, and they were. They were still woeful away from home. They were, they were, missed, and and their away form cost them. But I think he's. I think they had a good season. I think it's just a progress, and I think he's bought well this summer. Um, which might just give them that bit of impetus that unfortunately Lampard at Chelsea doesn't have um, and Arsenal of course won't be in the Champions League again so um, I think that I think that helps then they've got the Thursday they paper, which Thursday, I know there is a, uh, a sports science related article I've yeah, read yeah. which suggests that's not an issue but yeah. it seems to be yeah. uh, otherwise Stoke could have won the league after that season in Europe yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think the thing with the thing with Chelsea is their band their band's two windows as well? Yeah, so they can't buy players in January, but yeah. then next summer they can try. Um, it could be a really tough season for Chelsea mm. because they sort of all all four of those teams are competing for the last two Champions League places limp to the finish line, mm. Mm. Um, and 
maybe Chelsea and Arsenal and Spurs took them out of the ball because of their European mm. uh, obligations um, but as I say to lose Hazard yeah. and your best players attacking wise mm. end up being uh, I mean, no one knows much about Pulisic no. in the Premier League at this no. point but Will I am who always seems to deliver but Chelsea yeah. fans hate mm. um, Pedro who hasn't mm. really set the world no. on fire in this division no. Hudson Odoi who could easily be terrible yeah. uh, this season could be brilliant you don't know Barkley's been much improved in pre-season mm. by all accounts mm. but have you farted by the way no that's, that's a real whiffy smell that's just appeared and, and <laughs> it's, it's really been off-putting for the whole of this Chelsea chat uh, maybe it's just a stench of that Alex Awobi deal could coming through but yeah I, I just I think Chelsea and United, you could see, well, they could either have really good seasons or they could end up finishing tenth. Yeah. Like you just don't, you don't know yeah, what it's yeah. going to be for them because Chelsea haven't been able to to replace at all, and United are just they've just got holes across that pitch yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Well, you sort of alludes to this, Tom. Obviously, there's been an established top six now for quite a few seasons now. You've obviously tipped Everton to. To potentially break, into I, it. I think they've got a sniff. I mean, Wolves mm. Leicester fans would would think otherwise, but you think mm. one of United and Chelsea are vulnerable this season, if mm. not both of them. Mm. And I think if Everton don't get any injuries, I think they could do it. The problem they've got is that they they it's all almost already bare bones at centre half because they haven't replaced Zuma. Mm. Um, they haven't unless there's a deal sheet gone in for someone at the moment mm. um, they haven't replaced Zuma they let Jagielka go which is probably no great loss and a big mm. boost for Sheffield United for them to get yeah, him yeah. Um, Holgate's come back he's got 10-15 games at centre-half in the Premier League under his belt mm. and then after that you're down to this young lad we signed from Newcastle a few years ago Lewis Gibson yeah. who's probably fourth choice centre-half because we just loaned out who would have been our fourth choice centre-half to mm. Hull mm. in Matty Pennington so one injury at the back and, and yeah. the season's over. Yeah. Um, but if, if that unit can stay together and can play can play well, mm. I think there's there's you know the, the young lad they signed from Juventus, Keane mm. looks really exciting. He's great I'm surprised Juventus let him go. Yeah, and and, and he doesn't score enough goals, but his target man play, um, Dominic Calvert Lewin, was yeah. sensational last season. Yeah. One of the driving forces for the for the really strong end to the season that Everton had. And I just think, yeah, you know, they're, they're a team who are used to mm. used to doing it. But equally, Marcus Silva's not had a second season at the club for no. about five or six years. No, so. and, I, and, I, and I do wonder with Silva, if you have an, an iffy start to the season... We shouldn't. If, if we have an iffy start to the season, be it's gone. all got because be gone. we've got... It's a really... it's. I can't bear fantasy, fantasy football, but all I see people talking about online is cramming a team full of Everton players because we've got quite a comfortable five, six, seven games to start mm. the season. And sometimes those runs that teams have, yeah. the year Newcastle were last day of the season battling for fourth or fifth yeah, place, yeah. that came off a terrific start to yeah. the season. Yeah, Everton, yeah. Um, you know, getting into uh, European football in recent years um, has come off something like that. Mm. When you found teams like Burnley sneaking the Europa League place, mm. has all come because if you can put, if you can get, you know, 10 points from your first yeah. four games, yeah. Like, you suddenly you're on you're on your way. That's, well, it's confidence, isn't it? Yeah. As well, I think. And I think we suffer, I think Newcastle suffered for that a bit last season. We had a stinking start last season. We played all the top six within our first ten games, 
and we didn't win until our 10th game of the season and it wasn't because we had difficult games I looked at our fixture list and the only game that I thought we should get points from really was Cardiff away and we played them their first home game of the season when the crowd are up for it and we got a draw and we should have won the game and missed a penalty in the last minute but if you, can have, if you have an easy start and you get confidence you can then take points off the big boys because you're playing well that happened with Burnley um, I listened to that I remember listening to the last few minutes of that Cardiff game yeah. the, well Cardiff Kennedy had the, the worst, the worst well, game whoever, whoever the co-commentator on 5 yeah. Live was honestly if, if he'd been within 10 to 15 yeah. yards of Kennedy I think he'd have murdered him yeah. and he wasn't a Georgie he wasn't, yeah. I don't think he was a former Newcastle player yeah. but he was just angry he's, like, he's the worst player on the pitch why, yeah. why has someone not yeah. physically wrestled the ball from yeah. him yeah. He's a dreadful, dreadful uh, player. On, on well, I will, I will count your Everton. And I think, I think Leicester are the most likely. I know they've lost Harry Maguire, but I think they've bought really well. I mean, it's hard to know at this point how much of a loss Harry Maguire will be. Um, they bought curiously because the lad that they bought today in um, is it from Sampdoria? There's Prayer, who is the only player that I know from. Um, I've signed him a football manager, which tends to work with the vast majority of the footballers that I'm aware of. Um, They've almost now got too many midfield options. Yeah, well, they've signed that. Is it Tuleman's or? Tuleman's, uh, a very good player. Very good player, um, yeah. you know, And you kind of think, well, now is, you know, who's the, who are the centre-half options now that Maguire's gone? Have they bought anyone no. else? No, well, they, they, were linked they have with, linked with Lewis Duncan. Yeah. That doesn't seem to have happened. Um, so, no, I mean, Johnny Evans is still there. Um, who apparently, I was listening to a Five Live preview the other day, apparently had a very good season last year, but... I don't know enough about things. If you, if you don't hear anything about Central Alpha, it usually yeah. means about a good season. Yeah, exactly. you, only, you only know about it yeah, when you play yeah. poorly. Um, one thing I would say about Evan, I think you probably uh, Leicester. Sorry, I think you're probably right. They are starting to maybe overstock, but they seem to have built quite a strong squad there. They've suddenly got options. They're not so reliant on. I think Jose Perez has had his critics, but I think at thirty million in today's market, it's probably a good deal for them. You can play in a number of positions. Yeah, but the thing is, in my mind, and you'll know better, but he's only been good for Newcastle since the game against Everton. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. ever think of him being, but yeah, quite a prolific end to the season. Yeah, he did. A lot of goals. What I, would say, I can't think of another point in his career where yeah. you were hearing his name as a goal scorer. What, what I would say about Perez is that he's not, he's not a striker. He's not an out-and-out centre-forward. He'll never score 20 goals a season. And why Newcastle fans used to get frustrated with him and... While we're disappointed to have lost him, he's, he, he doesn't wake up until January. So I don't know what he does in pre-season if there's a problem there. But he, he never scores, seems to score any goals really until the third round of the FA Cup. Normally he scores a couple of goals against a weak championship side or whatever. That gets him running. If he could do it for a full season, he probably would score you 20 goals. But I think he's a good option for Leicester. And I think, you know, he... He invites derision at times, but I think Brendan Rodgers is a, is a decent manager and I think I think Leicester got a really good manager there when they when they pinched him from Celtic. Which three Leicester players are in Brendan Rodgers' famous envelopes this season? Demari Gray, who I think is a really talented player but doesn't seem to have He'll let them down, that's one. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Ooh. I don't probably don't know. Uh, Jamie Vardy's going to let them down this season. Yeah, I think his best he's days done. behind He's him. done. Yeah, he had a good end last season. Though. He scored nine goals in ten games. He'll be back to um, back to Sunday league football or being racist in casinos before the uh, before the, the times out. And the other one, Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, I was just about to say Casper Schmeichel. Done because Game I think over. his best days. Are, yeah, I think his best days are probably behind him. Wow, we're 
we're on we're right up there with Brendan for uh, for our opinions. So, <laughs> go on, Tom. Um, Relega- relegation. Right, the teams that will be relegated from the Premier League this season. Yeah. In twentieth place in the Premier League, Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> in nineteenth place in the Premier League this season, Newcastle United. In eighteenth place this season, Norwich City. So I agree with you. I agree with you totally on Norwich and Brighton. Uh, I think I think Newcastle will probably have just enough. I think we'll be right down there. I think we'll be right down there in a scrap. I think the, I think the we'll issue you've got is that you're you're going to have such a toxic atmosphere at the start of the season. Yeah. Everyone's going to turn on Matt Ritchie because he's come out. I don't think. No, I don't think they will. I don't think. They and will. you will. I think you're going to change your manager twice this season. No. No, I disagree with that completely. I think Ashley has shown, apart from that one mad season he had, where we had about five managers, he has shown that he will he will he will back a manager. Well, that's because since then your manager's been Rafa Benitez. He couldn't sack Rafa. No, he couldn't sack Rafa. But but he, he can sack Steve Bruce. Yeah, he can sack Steve and Bruce. Steve Bruce, Bruce, Steve Bruce is probably on less a year than I am. You'll absolutely sack Steve Bruce. But I think the easiest comparison to make with Steve Bruce is Pardew. So Pardew. But you haven't, I mean, Pardew was, his stock was higher when you got Pardew. Yes. Whereas, yes. Yeah, whereas Steve, get... Steve Bruce is, is significant. Uh, has Steve Bruce signed an eight year contract? No, three year contract. Eight more years. Oh. But I, I don't think we'll sack, I don't think we'll sack Bruce. Uh, I think, I would, so who did you say Brighton and Norwich will go? Yeah, I think. I will add, controversially, Burnley. Burnley? I will, I will swap out Newcastle and put Burnley in. No great loss. Fucking um, Brexit Because I think, well, it, well, I think they've signed Danny Drinkwater on uh, a deal. Has that gone through, or is that well, to be confirmed? Oh, deal. deal sheet. No, it has, no, it has been confirmed. Has it, gone through? it has been confirmed, and, but it's strangely only till January, which I found an odd one. Must just be a break clause because he doesn't fancy it. Or possibly Chelsea keeping their options open, like you say, they can't buy any players. Yeah. And give him he's a decent player, Danny Drinkwater. Give him three or four months playing week in, week out. He might be an option for Chelsea. Um, I just don't think they've strengthened anywhere near enough. And well, they haven't really. They've signed Jay Rodriguez from West Brom. They've let Tom Heaton go. Who but they have an army of goalkeepers. They do have an army of goalkeepers, but he was instrumental in their turnaround in form last year. Nick Pope's injured, so they're going to start the season with Joe Hart in goal. They're not signing someone else this they're week. They've signed Bailey Power from Leeds United, right. but I don't think he will be number one goalie for Burnley. Um, bear in mind he was in and out of the Leeds team last season I just think there's only so much that Sean Dyche's organisation and don't get me wrong I think he's a great manager but I think Burnley I think Burnley will be in big trouble they might not go down but I think they will be in a scrap I think Sheffield United will have a decent season I don't know why I mean they've got dross they've signed really bad players but yeah. I just think there's something about the club yeah and, um, yeah I could see them staying up I think uh, Villa will be pretty comfortable actually I, I, don't, I don't see Villa being in trouble yeah I think they've got a good manager and I think they did their business so they've done a lot of business so they've signed 12 players I think but they did the business quite early so they've had time to bed a lot of these players in um, which I think is in complete contrast to the Fulham situation last year being compared to Fulham in terms of spending, but Fulham did a lot of last-minute deals, and they bought a lot of players who know the game in this country as well. Yeah. Whereas Fulham brought in people who didn't have necessarily Premier League experience. Yeah. So, it's, um, so, I, so I think, yeah, 
I mean, I think I think Sheffield United will be down there. Oh yeah, be yeah. Down there. Um, but I think probably we'll have enough. I think Chris Wilde is a decent manager. Um, or certainly seems to be. But yeah, I mean, I think Newcastle will be down there. Definitely, I think Brighton. Yeah, I mean, they finished the season awfully last year, and while Graham Potter comes with a great reputation, no, they're um, done. It's a massive, no, great loss. A massive step. Isn't it good that we have only Welsh teams in the Premier League this time? This I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nobody misses Swansea or Cardiff, do they? Fuck right off. Anything else you want to add on that point, Tom? No, I think the most boring team in the division um, is probably Southampton. Yeah. There's a lot of shit this year. Bournemouth as well are quite boring. There's a lot of crap this year. I think, I think Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth. Their look, their look will change eventually. I think they could struggle. Southampton is shit. Southampton have become. There's about ten. Feasibly, there are about ten dreadful teams in this division. Southampton are starting to follow that Sunderland model a little bit in terms of have a terrible start of the season. Sat the manager, had a boost, give him another contract, and. um, But yeah, we'll see. So Tom, which. Transfer. So I think I think we should probably say a new player to the league. Which which player are you most looking forward to to seeing in the Premier League? For me, it's Moises King. Moises um, King yeah. uh, it's a, you know for for twenty five twenty six million sold apparently because Juventus um, are very much in this mindset at the moment that they're for the now and not for the later, and, and mm. he wanted to leave because he wasn't going to play very yeah. much this season, yeah. um, and. I think you know when when you sign someone who's who's, who's hit so many of those like youngest to do this, youngest to do that landmarks, mm. um, and had a real purple patch towards the end of the season when Ronaldo was injured. Yeah. I think he is quite an exciting player yeah, to, yeah, to come yeah. over to the Premier League. Yeah. Obviously, I know nothing about him. When you immediately go on YouTube, the highlights are a lot of him miscontrolling the ball. Um, <laughs> but it's um, it's an incredible deal for everyone that though. It really I think is. so. It really is. Um, uh, well, I'm quite looking forward to seeing well two players really. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Pulisic at Chelsea because he's very young. All right, he's got big shoes to fill in Hazard, but he's done it in Germany for Dortmund. Yeah. Um, I think he's a really you know I think I think it'll be a good move. Um, and the other one is is the Arsenal signing Pepe. Yes. Um, potentially a really talented player. There's always that slight caveat, isn't there, when players come. From a league like the French league, where will will they cut the mustard? It's not as bad as Dutch league, of course, which yeah. is the the real one you want to be worried yeah. about. Yeah, and the other one as well, possibly, is Kieran Tierney at Arsenal because he comes incredibly highly rated from Celtic. But again, it's you know it's going to be a big, big step up for him. And how will he fit into Arsenal's system? Because he's at Celtic, he's been more or less an out and out fullback, really. Um, and I think Arsenal will go through at the back, particularly if they sign David Luiz. Um, you have got two others you'd want to pick with them though. Well, yeah, possibly. Well, yeah, 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 that's part of it, yeah. But I think no, I think it's been an interesting transfer window. I don't know a lot about some of the other players, you know, the guy that um, Tottenham have signed today, Lode Chelsea. No, he was, um, he was, he only signed for Batiste in April. Mm. He's gone out on loan already. It's a bit murky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, who else is exciting who's going to be in the Premier League this season? Um, I think the young Italian striker who's gone to Wolves, Cutrone, yeah, Patrick Cutrone, yeah. he, he was, um, you know, alongside uh, Keane, the two of them have been uh, sort of mentioned in, uh, in dispatches as being uh, a very, uh, very talented young um, 
young strikers. Uh, God, who else is there? There's got to be someone else, but I can't think. No. Go on then, next question. All right. Who do you think will be the first manager sacked this season? Uh, who's who? Who is shit in this division at the moment? What you said about Burnley does make sense. There's a reasonable. I mean, including resign, resign through Shane. Yeah, first yeah. manager to leave their job. Yeah, there's a yeah. reasonable chance that Dyche could, could go. Who, who have the bookies got as the? Uh, the I answer? imagine Brucey's right up there. You would think so. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Didn't you? Haven't you sent someone terrible to uh, to Sheffield Wednesday on Jacob Monday? Murphy, to, yes, uh, that was it. Uh, sort of a piece of compensation. Yeah. Yeah. You give us one shit, we'll give you one back. Uh, don't rule out and they have, they have done quite a bit of sign but they're another one who's got a mental chairman don't rule out Watford sacking someone yeah. for the sake of it yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think they're, they're um, I don't think they're going to achieve much this season I'd be very surprised if they were going to get well, relegated off again, didn't they? Um, um, go on then who's top of the sack race Tom I'm struggling to find it um, I'm going to I'm going to abandon Paddy Power uh, and go to one of the four other that was your first uh, betting mistake. apps that I've got in here. So I want, do I want Skybet to use Face ID? Why not? Why not? Um, well, I think I'll, I'll give you one. I think Graham Potter. I think Graham Potter. Will. I don't think they'll sack him purely because I think they've hired him under the understanding that they know they're in trouble, and do so think? I think he's going to get long enough to uh, to try and do something. Um, but. Yeah, it probably should be Lampard. Yeah. Do you think? Do you I think, think he's going to be. Te- I just don't think he's going to be very good. <laughs> um, we've only got a couple of minutes before we need to play yeah. football. Go on then. Uh, I think a few of the lads are running low, so we're fine. But um, VAR, Tom, in Premier League for the first time, pro or? <laughs> I don't know. It's just everywhere else that seems to have had it has got it wrong. Yeah. Um, and. It's good that part of the, the Premier League articles of explainers today talking about yeah. how it's going to work and how it's going to be communicated and they're going to need some real persuading mm. uh, to overturn things. They're setting a very high high bar. Um, I, think, I think if they stick with what they've said in terms of, you know, it's like cricket, isn't it? If it's marginal, you stay with the on, on-pitch decision. If It has to be clear and obvious and if it's not, then you should just allow the game to go get on. There was, there was something that I read that they've got some new camera technology that's at all 20 grounds that means for offside, you might not be able to physically see them, but they will have actual replays mm. that can... You know, we saw those squiggly lines yeah, that never yeah, looked straight yeah, and were drawn yeah. on by one of the referee's kids or something. Yeah. But they've now got technology where they can be absolutely like 99.999% yeah. convinced mm. that you can see a part of a body that's going to be in the wrong position because mm. they can use... I think it's it's something similar to that old virtual replay thing that Andy Gray used to dick about. Yeah. With. Yeah. But just as long as it's sparing and quick. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's going to be the most irritating part of this season. Yeah. Although, other than VAR, what is the thing that annoys you most about the Premier League? About the Premier League? Yeah, in its current mm-hmm. makeup ahead of this season. Um, oh, God. Uh, the money. Now, the correct answer is everyone at Liverpool referring to Roberto Firmino as Bobby. Um, <laughs> that's, that's awful. That, yeah. make, that makes part of me vomit every time that I, that I hear about it uh, we really haven't got very long left I just want to bring us to something more sombre um, okay. I'm not into the podcast don't worry oh. um, Paul Barry and Bolton 
They're fucked, yeah. aren't they? There's yeah. just been some breaking news while we've been recording that the sale that was due to be completed for Bolton has been um, suspended because that um, delightful chap Bassini, who was previously involved with um, Watford, uh, yeah. according to this, has been awarded a court order attempting to prevent the sale of the company owned by Bolton's owner, Ken Anderson, right. um, which means they're on the brink of completion, the order has been served, and so the deal to sell the club has had to be suspended. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the club is um, uh, the club's existence is under threat. Berry had their uh, League Cup game uh, against Sheffield Wednesday um, suspended today and have been given two weeks from today to get all their money place in place, or think, they will be wound uh, yeah, up. Yeah, I think Berry are gone is actually from what you read in here. I think Bolton could be heading that way as well. It's, it's remarkable, really. I, you know, they look they look on the verge of going out of business now, and you know I drive past their stadium quite regularly. You know, it's a it's a prim, to all intents it's a Premier League set they've got there, and they could go they could go. I mean, Portsmouth nearly went, and they they're on the rise again now. But I think Bolton really could go. Barry, you can sort of understand it because they're a small club. They've yeah, yeah. In the hands of a, a local businessman who's a bit of a crook by all accounts. Um, well, a, it's a, a real pair of me. And, and bear in mind, the, you know, the, the the league team who are nearest to uh, to where I live, and yeah. it, it would be a crying shame for the community. You know, one of the oldest football clubs in the yeah. in the country to, to go under. Can't imagine it. You know, as, as a football fan, if my club was about to go out of business, I think I think it would be absolutely as frustrating as it is at times. And I know you have your frustrations, Everton, but there's no danger of that happening to us. And I just think it would be it would be absolutely devastating. It really would. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be. But who do you support if you've supported your club for 50, 60? Well, they'll, they'll Phoenix they'll up, agree, won't they? But it's, it's, it's no, um, it's, um, it's tough on Berry, tough on Bolton uh, as well, uh, tough on a lot of clubs. Coventry not having the best of times, having to go and play in Birmingham. I wouldn't wish going to Birmingham on anyone. Uh, uh, I think the EF, just to finish, I know we've pushed for time, but I think the EFL have got a lot to answer for. Particularly the communications department. <laughs> particularly the communications department. In terms of how you know they've got this fit and proper person test but it's meaningless isn't it yeah it's meaningless um, equally by all accounts what they have been doing over the last couple of weeks and to, to keep these clubs alive mm. Um, mm. those in the know have been saying that they've been doing everything right they've just been let down by I mean, Bolton this will come out of the blue but the Berry thing they've just been let down as you say by mm. by uh, someone who, who should never have been handed the keys to the club in the first place yeah. very sad um, sad to see those clubs uh, in difficult times and hopefully when we speak again they'll still More exist more positive news yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that the Premier League about to get underway um, Football League already started um, something that you'll have particular interest in this time next year <laughs> um, and um, yeah it's nine ten months of uh, overhyped nonsense yeah. uh, before we get into Euro 2020 Fantastic. of which I did successfully get tickets for <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah. one game but yeah. it's an administrative nightmare for me to get there um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll worry about that another time um, so we'll join you for a future episode where we'll be talking about more things football maybe talking an in, taking an in-depth look at the goal scoring record of Joe Linton <laughs> uh, 